0: Divine throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it truly means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey everyone, cosmic family, beloved friends, soulmates, twin flames, thanks for joining me on the podcast Divine Line. I'm recording to you live from my meditation room in Malibu, California from my very own Jai house and I'm incredibly blessed and feel honored to be able to share with you and connect with you via this amazing medium, the podcast. So anyway, welcome you guys. Um, It's a little echoey in here today. um, I've done some rearranging in my meditation room, namely I moved out a chair. I find that in my life I have uh, acquired some possessions sort of through osmosis (laughs) and um, I'm really in an effort to only, uh, be living with the objects that I myself selected. Um, so this is requiring a little bit of rearranging and I'm noticing that it would do me well to hang some cloth or something on one of the walls to absorb some of these sounds. So anyway, I apologize if it's a little, um, a little tinny, but hey, we're just going to go with it. So um, I am on my way to Australia on Tuesday. I'm recording this on Thursday, I think it is today. Yeah, Thursday. So anyway, just I'm extremely excited to travel to Australia. I have never been there before, uh, but feel a very close kindred connection with many, many of my tribe there and also have been aware of Australia being really a divine portal of one of the first areas on the continent where the, um, true mother frequency entered around 2010, actually. So it's, uh, it's been in my heart and in my energetic field for many, many, many years. And I almost can't believe that I'm going to get to go visit her soon. So, anyway, Rich and I will be uh, doing two events one in Sydney, one in Melbourne. Uh, They're called Living the Plant Power Way. I want to give a shout out to my tribe member, Andrew Davies, and his wife, Claire, who were on the first Plant Power Way retreat in Italy last year. They are an extraordinary couple, beautiful parents, and both physicians. Uh, And Andrew has wanted to expand and do something different and I think really be involved more in wellness. He's extremely passionate about it. And luckily for Rich and for me, he wanted to produce and host these events for us in Australia. So it's largely because of him that we are able to come to Australia. It's amazing to see our Plant Power Way retreats. Um, evolving and expanding into greater and greater levels of how we can all share energy and the higher attributes of what it really means to be a divine human and be living in a body. I also just found out yesterday that uh, McClay Harriet, who is the famous photographer of the Plant Power Way, who has captured all these amazing lifestyle photos of Rich and of me and our, of our family, is going to be accompanying me on the guitar. He's going to play guitar during my performance in Sydney. I'm thrilled about this. McClay is you know, one of our tribe, comes on the Plant powerway Way retreats, very close with my children and my boys who have been my band all of these years. So I'm super excited to play with McClay. We actually found out on the first uh, Italian retreat that McClay had been a lead singer of a band and had not told any of us. So uh, we were really lucky that he broke out his guitar and sang uh, a cover in one of the amazing wine cellars that we were in. It was a very extraordinary night. So anyway, if you guys want to check him out, he was in a band called The Skirts. He's going to kill me for saying that. But anyway, so that's really, really cool. And then Andrew also hooked up for me uh, his guitar teacher, Tom, who is going to play with me during that uh, event in Melbourne. So anyway, y'all, let's see. I'm trying to really be of service and see how I can share with you something that is going to enrich your life in the coming weeks. And I'm just going to take three... um, Emails and questions that I receive from listeners, and kind of use them as a jump, as a starting point to jump off and discuss certain things. So I'm not going to reveal names, um, so I'm just going to share the message. So this writes in from one individual. She shares that. She says, two to three nights ago, um, I left a big impact on her. Um, I had a very, she says, I had a very vivid dream that she had met me, Rich, and our children. In that dream, you gave me an extremely powerful healing that I have never experienced before. I was wondering whether you are aware of this healing power or heard of this happening before. I felt so connected to source when you hugged me and held me. You also cleared away negative energy that was hovering over me. I don't know what the healing means, but I do have a few ideas. I recently had a miscarriage exactly on my 30th birthday in January. The thought of that possibility never crossed my mind. I encountered pain that I had never felt before. It was extreme spiritual pain and soul yearning. I am an extremely spiritual person and have a deep connection with my guides, but this was something that I could not foresee, and maybe I wasn't meant to see it, which upset me even more. Your dream healing has come at a point where my husband and I have tried again. In that sense, I'm not surprised you appeared in my dream as a mother of four children and the way you live your life and take care of your children. I look up to you. It's a great example. Anyway, I hope this isn't too out there and wondering if you have any wisdom on miscarriages, whether they are a spiritual contract or sometimes an unfortunate occurrence in earth school. I don't, okay, and then she says I I can use um, her name. So thank you so much, uh, beloved one. Uh, That's a beautiful sharing. And I have some perspectives on that. I want to say, first of all, that um, I have great empathy and compassion for your loss. So I feel you as a mother of four, also as somebody who also miscarried, when I got pregnant the first time and was, you know, expecting the baby, um, I miscarried very early on, and it also had never occurred to me. And afterwards, I learned that it was very common for many women to miscarry in the first stages of a pregnancy. Um, I, in my case, it was not as, um, not as traumatic as some other friends of mine who ended up losing their baby at like six months or seven months. Uh, But it could be because what we are doing when we become mothers, I I like to talk about becoming a mother in this very profound way. It's really uh, two births that are taking place, not just one birth, because the baby is born of the mother, but the baby makes... The woman, a mother, you see? So, both a mother is born and a child is born. So, this reciprocal birth is quite profound and quite beautiful, and really the closest thing that we have to experiencing what consciousness love is, what divine love is, how God loves us. So, and God, I'm talking about the forest creation, the flow of life, uh, the breath that breathes all things. And not a manned with a wand or a stick. So, um, yeah, so I would say that even though, in my experience, that is how I experienced it, one can have a very, very deep feeling of loss um, at any stage of miscarriage. And I feel it's because of this soul contract that we are, are bringing souls in that we have known for thousands of, of years, thousands of lifetimes. And so you're bringing in your beloved. It's something that could be uh, your twin flame, You know, a very, very deep longing to, for reconnection. And when this is um, lost or, or postponed, uh, you you feel tremendous loss. So I have immense empathy for so many mothers who have miscarried and also, of course, lost their children. And this is something that many of us have done many times in many, many, many lifetimes. And I think if you listen to the first podcast, a first or second podcast of Divine Line, that in my case, I mean, this loss is the very reason um, that I am focus on the divine, that I emerge in the divine. Uh, A mother losing a child is not a a condition or an experience that I can really reconcile, not in a human sense in any case. So what I would say is that... um, If you have a soul contract with a being that you are going to bring into a body, that will that can happen with the same energy in another pregnancy. Um, It it also can happen uh, in the same energy through adoption um, or through surrogate. So, you know, our beloveds, our soul family, our cosmic tribe comes to us in many, many different ways. And so I'm happy to hear that that you're healing and that you are open to trying again and that you are opening your heart to experience because um, it is a great, immense love and a wonderful opportunity to connect with your soul tribe, um, a beloved that you have some lessons to learn with and some experiences to enjoy and some love to exchange. As far as me appearing in your dream, that's really cool. Um, Yeah, I have had that experience. I have had people write to me or come up to me who know me and tell me that they have had experiences with me doing healing uh, in a dream state. I can only share from my experience of working with the teachers that have been my guides and my um, kind of allies along the way. Um, I have had dream healing experiences with other teachers. Some of them I know in this life and some of them I don't know. I must know them from another dimension, uh, but I can see them very, very clearly and there is an experience and an exchange What I feel and know is that um, consciousness will use whatever form is uh, valid for you, is meaningful to you, so that you can uh, receive the exchange that is in your highest divine alignment. Um, Sometimes those forms show up in in challenging ways, uh, and sometimes those forms show up in healing ways or more expansive ways. But I will say that, so no, I don't have a conscious memory of that in my physical human form in Julie, Um, but I know that I have full awareness of it in my soul and in the greater entity that is um, expressing as me in this lifetime. So we are all deeply connected. Um, It is a kind of proof or a validation of the fact that we can connect across space and time. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in Finland right now and you're listening to me, we are connected. The energy is, it travels, it's timeless and it's spaceless. So I would say it's eternal and um, unlimited, Um, infinite maybe. So that's a pretty cool thing when you really glean into that and, and what are we able to accomplish. And also just gives you little nuances of, how thoughts are things and how we can choose to um, cultivate a certain energy field around us and state these intentions and dedicate our sleep state to the highest divine um, evolution. So that's something that I do every night before I enter Into sleep as I dedicate it to sacred service. So um, that's really beautiful. And I'm just honored to share this path with you and to be in a body on planet Earth alongside of you. And um, I just feel immense joy and love and compassion and beauty for this opportunity. So thank you so much for sharing that experience. You know, uh, I would say know that it's not too out there, and probably most of you who have been listening to my podcast um, know that really nothing is too out there for Divine through Line. And I thank you for sharing your experience because it helps to expand other people's um, experience and beliefs or ideas or concepts of what is possible and what really is energy and how does energy move and shift and shape. So um, I will tell one other experience actually related to this and that was that I was studying with a very beloved Indian master who named me Ma Ananda Srimati and uh, I used to go see him and I used to have all this thought process that would go in my mind like Like, he was in my dream time. I had plenty of dreams with him. He was in my dream time last night. Like, does he remember? um, Or does he remember the fact that I played music with the boys for him last weekend? Um, uh, What would be a worthy question to ask? Any question that I ask is going to be stupid because ultimately it's just all about pure love and consciousness and formlessness. And I had a lot of... um, Activity going on in my mind uh, when I would go for him. For Darshan, you go through a line and and this being would actually transmit energy into your third eye. And one day when I was in the line, I was just in the gap. I was thoughtless, I was present, but I was clear. There was my mind was blank. There was no thought at all. And when I went in front of him, he snatched me up into his arms and rocked me like a baby, laughing and laughing and laughing this glorious huge laugh and everyone was so startled because it's often not done where a divine being doesn't you don't you don't touch them like you that's not done. So they can touch you but you don't touch them. So for him to actually grab me and rock me in his arms like a baby was shocking and amazing. But what I learned from that experience is that he was always there for me as a representation of consciousness, right? So he's just the portal. But he was always there for me. But every time I came to him, I brought all my bullshit. Like I had suitcases of bullshit between me and him. (laughs) And in the moment that I was clear, he snatched me. Like he was able to just, he was like, there she is, I got her. And that was the teaching of that moment. So I realized again, and we, oh, I don't know who I was talking to this about or this, this idea that everything, I was gurusing, everything is available to us. Like all the hopes, dreams, loves, experiences, expansion, realization, mastery. This is all available to us. The only thing that is keeping it from us is our own bullshit, (laughs) our own hangups, you know, ideas that we're unworthy, low self-esteem, the separation, the ideas, the beliefs, the forms, the structures, the adjectives, the stories that make up our life that separate us from experiencing that. So it's simple and both extremely difficult at the same time. So anyway, thank you so much, um, and beloved Mama, and uh, I look forward to connecting with you in the future. And I'm sending you all my blessings and love and just recognition for your courage and your compassion and your beauty. So thank you. Okay, so now moving on to the next question. This is kind of interesting. Okay, so she writes... I would like to ask for some advice on a problem that recently became clear to me. I have always been unique. As a child, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and what I wanted to wear. I donned tie-dye shirts endlessly. Although I was terribly shy, I always knew that I was a little different than everyone else. Eventually, I came to view my unique nature as a blessing and something to even be prideful over. The acceptance of who I am has been a blessing— But it is the pridefulness with which I am struggling. Over the years, I stopped trying to discover other people like me, and I became comfortable with being alone in my ways of thinking. I have been a lone wolf for so long that I don't know how to run with a pack, so to speak. It's almost as if I push away anyone that seems to be encroaching on my territory. I know that my competitive nature and pride is contributing to these feelings of threat. I feel when I discover I am not the only one who thinks differently and yet I yearn for community. I want community, but I don't want I don't know how to exist in community. Honestly, I can't help but giggle at this little conundrum I have created for myself. It's all just so silly. I feel as if you and I are kindred spirits in that way. I feel as if you understand that what it is like to feel alone in your uniqueness. It can be a lonely existence, and yet I still struggle with finding comfort and community with like-minded individuals. I would be so appreciative to hear any thoughts that you have on my conundrum. Okay, so thank you so much for this amazing question. So I think it's a few few part um, exploration of this condition. So. Yes, I would say you are completely unique. In fact, there is only one of you in the entire multiverse. Like, if you really stop to feel into that, only one of you in the entire multiverse. Extremely rare. You are rare. And you, if you don't fulfill your life or fulfill your mission, no one else can. Wow. Like, think about that for a minute. In all the multiverse, you are completely unique. And if you don't fulfill your mission, no one else can. Like if you don't fulfill yourself or think of, you know, a flower blooming or a life form coming to fruition, you know, that's like, wow, that's incredibly rare. Precious, precious, precious beyond, right? Amazing. And yet at the point of origin, You are exactly like everybody else. You are no more valued or no less valued than any other life form. Consciousness is like the sun. It's just on. It's always on. It's radiating those rays of expansion, of beauty, of celebration all the time. And it doesn't discriminate. So it doesn't care about your uniqueness the way your pride is caring about your uniqueness. Do you see? It doesn't really does not care. It doesn't matter if you're uh, this multi dimensional being who is you know communing with Saturn, or if you are a gardener who simply rakes leaves. There is no value judgment. To be a human, we come into the qualities of competition. We are, are trained or raised or take on the lens in this society, in our social civilization, that we have to compete against each other to make another life form less than or to make that distinction, right? It's competition achievement look at what i've done in my life, look at what i've earned in my life, look at how special i am in my life. But if you look in creation, creation isn't like that. The frog is not lamenting that it's not a bird. You know, it's not like i hopped and that bird can't hop, so it's so much less important than i am. So Again, the pride, I would say, is your opportunity to go into that and really meditate into that and see what's hidden in there. Oftentimes when we are very prideful, um, it is a false protection for some feeling of inadequacy. So while you think you're very prideful and you have it all worked out, uh maybe there's some hidden trauma, some some pain or something that you haven't wanted to look at or haven't wanted to explore. And your pride keeps you safe from experiencing that. It's a possibility. I'm not saying it is, but it's a possibility, something to look at. And so a lot of times, um, hold on one sec, I'm just gonna grab my tea, hold on. Isn't that great? It's my podcast. I can just say, hold on, I'm grabbing my tea. Um Yeah. So one thing, though, I want to be clear of is a lot of times in spiritual practice, you know, you read all this stuff about, oh, you got to kill your ego or go beyond your ego or kill your ego. And of course, you know, the lower negative attributes of the ego um, are not desirable. Like that's not what you want to cultivate. You don't want to cultivate feeling that you are special and everyone else is just beneath you. That's a false... Uh, awareness. But also it's really great to have a really strong ego because in order to do a lot of work in your life, we have to have a well-developed ego. You know, if I didn't have a certain level of ego, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. I wouldn't be able to talk to you. I wouldn't be able to stand up on a stage and sing. You know, I have to like being around people. I have to enjoy that. I have to get something out of it, or I wouldn't do it. And ultimately, if we didn't have an ego, we wouldn't exist in a body at all because there would be no reason to live. You you wouldn't need to be in this form. So what I would say is, um, I think you're in your 20s, you mentioned in your email. So it's a normal stage of life, Um, to be in your, when I was 21, when you're 21, you think, you know, everything, like you've got it all figured out. And I, I don't mean that. I only mean that with love and compassion. You may be a very advanced soul and you may have been an old soul your whole life. And you may feel the same that you felt since you were little. Um, but I'm just saying that, you know, uh, life will deliver you what you need for you to become. And, what we do want to really see if we can embody is this feeling of neutral loving compassion and equality for all. Now, it gets tricky because we're not all equal in our attributes. We're just not. And we all have preferences. We have likes and dislikes. So as a spiritual teacher or as a spiritually evolved being, you know, I can still prefer one thing. You know, it's just something that resonates more with me or is more in alignment with my physical form that I've taken up this lifetime. Uh, You know, but, but at a very core level, at a base level, all life forms are loved and valued equally. It is not a value system. Even the fact that I am on the wave, let's say, of some of the first that, took the contract to awaken at this stage and to maybe be a way shower for some others that are coming on the next wave. That does not make me better or more spiritual or more loved in the eyes of consciousness. I am simply different. I am simply who I am. I am who I am. That's how I was created. That's a chant that Guru Singh's been chanting recently. I am who I am. And that is that. <laughs> That's seriously a chant that he, that he played recently. So, um, yeah. So how do we... We can celebrate our complete uniqueness, love ourselves completely unconditionally, and really let go of that feeling of having to be one up on another person. So the qualities of pridefulness and competitiveness are manifestations of separation, of not really being merged because if you really are then all you have is neutral loving compassion for all things for all life for all conditions so anyway i i hope that helps i hope you guys find that interesting and something you can meditate on and, and kind of feel into um, i am so happy that you are on the planet unique beautiful life form and uh, I'm happy that you recognize your uniqueness, and I know that you will uh, find your way into, into greater and greater levels of balance, and thank you for having the courage and the honesty and the transparency to even ask the question in the first place. So anyway, thank you so much. I'm, I'm grateful to be connected with you via this medium. And moving on to a third question. Um, I'm actually drinking, I just want to mention uh, Global Tea Hut. I can't talk. GlobalTeaHut.org. This is my friend Wuda, um, who is a beautiful Buddhist master. He was on the podcast some episodes back. You can go check in a back episode and listen to him. Um, I'm drinking tea from Global Tea Hut. I actually got this from my friend Mia Maestro. Last week, she poured a gorgeous tea ceremony for Rich and for the kids and for me. And uh, anyway, I'm drinking this beautiful purple tea. If you're interested in joining the tea community and drinking pu'er tea ceremoniously, which is a wonderful way to remain present and connected, go to globalteahut.org. You can join on a donation basis and be part of a community drinking amazing, delicious teas. So anyway, check it out. All right, so last question. Uh, This is a little difficult one, and we're going to dive into it. Actually, um, this person sent me this message. I have a personal crisis, if you will, that I need some guidance through. Like many, it involves my mother. I am sure that there is love and goodness within her. However, it translates into constantly criticizing my husband and me, along with it deepens a... Hatred I have of myself for feeling as though I have never been enough, okay? I have begun a journey that I wish to heal my inner brokenness and help it to grow and flourish into something beautiful. Her constant negativity and critiques are beginning to destroy my marriage and have taken a deep and dark toll on my mental health. She states that I have become something that my spirit vomits at the thought of and shows her utter disgust when I mention that I'm beginning to go down the path of meditation, self-realization, and finding what my power lies in. I have spent the last nine years of my adult life, she's 28, trying to figure out what I came here to do. I have come to a fork in the road about what to do next. Should I separate all contact with her and break her heart and not be able to see her 18-month-old granddaughter and me anymore, or continue to speak to her and continue this vicious cycle of darkness? I look to you because I have begun to listen to your podcasts, and they bring life and sense to this world. Thank you for being you, and I hope to hear back from you. All right, beautiful one. Um, Very difficult situation. I feel you. Um, And... Ultimately, this has to be your decision. So I can't tell you what to do. I can only share my experience of working through some of these relationships that are so loaded and so difficult. So I would say um, in a, I am a champion of families, right? Um, and I would never wish on a grandparent to not see a grandchild or have a miscommunication or not contact between a mother and a child. And that being said, when we are on the spiritual path and when we are trying to find ourselves, and just as we are children growing up, part of the lesson or the teaching or the experience is a differentiation. And, you know, I've experienced this with my own children recently. Um, It's a, we're extremely close, but you know, my older boys have taken space from me finally at age 20 and 21, a little bit. We're not playing music anymore together right now. And just, you know, they're not, they're kind of not around like for dinner as they used to be and all these things. So, and it's more of an energetic you know i had to let them go i had to go okay this is what they need to do they have to differentiate it's it's natural my 13 year old actually is differentiating from me quite a bit right now so it's not un, you know it's not uncommon for us to need to reestablish um our identity when we trans you know we we cross through from being a child into being an adult. And sometimes the parents are operating in old patterns or siblings, and then they're just playing out. Like they're still treating you like you're five or, you know, and, and all of these things. So I, I think that um, developing healthy boundaries, creating an energetic protection around yourself is something that is vital to your expansion and not just with your mother, but with anyone. And so I would recommend that you go back into my podcast episodes and find the sealing techniques and learn how to do that process where you are creating an energetic field around you. In addition, there is another podcast in the past. I'm not sure which um, which number it is. I might be able to find it for you, but um, it's about uh, cutting trauma from past relationships. And, and it's an exercise exercise that I did actually pretty recently. And I had done it before then, but what you do is you enter into a practice. It's like a meditation or a visualization and you rescind any participation in this relationship in the present form. So you withdraw your energy from the relationship energetically without physically moving away, you know, or slamming the door or saying, I can have no contact with you. However, in some cases of people that are extremely volatile or extremely negative, there does there is required in my experience, an interim period period to reset, to care for yourself, to get you balanced and feeling better. I would suggest if you do take space that you try to do it in a communicative, loving way, that you uh, communicate that uh, this is a space that you need to take for yourself, for your own evolution, Um, and that you communicate these feelings that you're experiencing as a result of this exchange. Now, sometimes with individuals, they are so volatile or so fragmented that this is not possible. I've had this experience in my own life. Uh, and during those times when I was being reborn, I had to take space. I, I have had to do it many times. I've had to do it with friends. I've had to do it with family members. Um, just please try to infuse your experience with the intention of nonviolence We do not want to get involved in dramatic altercations, especially with people we have very hot buttons with. Um, When we get into those emotional explosions, we are providing food for entities that actually instigate that kind of behavior and actually they consume the negative dark energy as their sustenance. So it's a parasitic... Uh, kind of circle that can start. Um, I would begin going back and uh, finding the episodes that relate to your issue and starting to do the healing work. You'd be very surprised how much can change by simply shifting your energetic. So, probably now in your scenario, you have courting and you have energy mixed up with your mother that's been there your whole life. And part of why you chose to incarnate with her is so that you could experience this separation. But when I say separation, I mean autonomy. I mean evolution. Because each being is completely self-sourcing, self-directing. Uh, you don't need to go between, between you and source, between you and the force, consciousness, creation. You have a direct Line. It's for you. So um, sometimes, you know, mothers or fathers or even older brothers and sisters, they are running a pattern, you know, of a way of interacting with a family member. And um you're ultimately you taking uh your you investing in your own evolution and making that commitment, that sincere commitment will will ultimately benefit her and benefit all of your family, many generations. They say seven forward, seven back. I say everywhere, multidimensionally. As you free yourself from that, um, you will heal everyone around you. Please understand that... The most difficult relationships are the ones with our birth families. One of the greatest pains that I experienced was the judgment when I went through my nine-year financial collapse. After having been a member of the family that had hosted most of the celebrations, um, I had been very generous. I had had experience of, of being able to travel and take my family with me on multiple occasions. And I had also really devoted myself to being a mother, to being a good mother and a caring mother and a present mother to my children. And during my financial collapse, it was so scary to my family that I suffered tremendous judgment. It was extremely unfair, I felt, and extremely painful, Um, as if it wasn't enough that I had to... um, you know, be a warrior and go through this transformation with Rich and support him and, you know, lose our cars and our health insurance and have no appliances and you know, basically, you know, be down to one potato. <laughs> so, and, you know, in the scheme of things, it's not, it's not so tragic, you know. I don't live in a war zone, you know. Everybody's alive, healthy, you know. There's always a level. But it was very, very traumatic and I felt, felt very unjust, that I was judged that way by my birth family. And yet, as I meditated deeply into it, I just had to laugh because I knew by the time it had all transformed, I was, my ego was never going to have that satisfaction. And that was a, a negative part of my ego, wanting maybe revenge or for them to see that I was not the loser that they were projecting. You know, I was telling everybody, I'm not a loser, I'm in my sacred moment. Like, it was very different for me. Like, I am not a deadbeat mom. I'm in my sacred moment. (laughs) So it was that perspective that that has allowed our entire family story to unfold the way that it has, and it's, you know, still going. But um, one of the reasons that I say the closing line of the podcast, which is, even if no one else believes in you, I believe in you to find your way home. How could it be otherwise? You are a divine emanation of God. The reason I say that is that I felt to be judged when you are in trauma or in the fire, uh, to be very unkind and very unloving. And I wanted to make sure that when I was on my feet and able to share, that I gave people, that I gave other people that respect and that I held other people in the highest Christ vision possible. And that means that I will hold you in my heart, in the highest divine expression of your unique divine blueprint, to fulfill itself, to realize itself. And I will hold that vision unwavering completely until you surpass it. Not only reach it, but surpass it. So energetically, that is the purpose of divine through line. And uh, on the way to achieving balance, we incarnate with some really difficult relationships. I mean, it's, it's brutal for, ev- you know, I think all human experience. And it's, there's kind of like a little joke in spiritual circles, which is like, oh, if you think you're so enlightened, you know, go home and visit your family for Christmas and then, you know, see how you managed So, um, I feel you and I'm with you. I got it. Um, so you want to try to take care of yourself. Um, you become, you need to be very selfful. Okay. It's all about you and your child and your husband, and you need to preserve that. So there needs to be a readjustment of this energy. And so, uh, you can work on it first, etherically first with intention, maybe just making the commitment Clear the anger out of you. Understand that your mom is doing the best that she can. This is a patterning. And it's also an agreement that you have between each other. So she's playing this role, so you get it, okay? And if you view it from that perspective, you can move a lot quicker. Because if you stay in the victim of being angry at her and just, you know, how horrible her behavior is, uh, it's fine. You can give yourself five minutes and then move on. And then you, you lift higher for your daughter, for your husband. And start on it energetically. Like I said, listen to the past podcast, see how you can rearrange your energetic. And then maybe there might be an opportunity for communication where you can explain, these are the feelings that I'm feeling. You know, or, or I need this space for this time. And again, everything that you do has to be done in loving compassion. That doesn't mean she will respond that way. And often, when we do this etheric clearing, you cannot even have spoken to the person, and they might call you a lot. Like they'll feel the shift in the relationship courting, in the setup. So they'll shift. So they might freak out for a minute. They might scream at you. They might like lose it. It's because the energy can feel what's happening and it feels unsettling or scary to them. Um, Please put a photo of your mother on your altar or on your table and please offer a flower to that every day or a moment. Hold her in her highest Christ evolution. This is an agreement between the two of you. So if you do that and you take the responsibility and you act with care, hopefully there can be a peaceful resolution, a new evolution of a family dynamic that can, if not be celebratory and and deeply loving, at least respectful, you know? I mean, in my case, I did not have a very close mommy. Or sorry, daddy-daughter relationship with my father. We were not created that way. We were completely different beings. And at times in our lives, we were able to connect, and many, many times we were not. And, you know, that's the setup. That's the way life is. And ultimately, we need to all understand that the true father and mother is our cosmic father-god, mother, God, divine mother is your true mother. These physical bodies we came into were just, you know, they're just vehicles. So, um, you know, I do, however, find it to be very expansive and aware to honor those who have birthed you, even if it's only that. So, um, anyway, I hope that was helpful thank you for asking that question. And, um, and I think that's a good place to wrap it up this week. So again, if you want to find out more about our events in Australia, go to living dot Hope to see you guys in Sydney and Melbourne. And, uh, also Rich and I just we just announced our fir- not our first, our third retreat in Italy. It's going to be in May, Plant Power Italia, May 20th through the 27th. Uh, there's going to be some repeats on that trip already. Uh, our group is buzzing and can't wait to get back. We only have, I think, 33 spots that are available, and probably 10 of those are already. Call, uh, spoken for so if you feel like it's your divine appointment contact mel at plantpowerworld.com or our plantpowerworld.com you can also find that on my site trimati.com i want to thank everybody who donated and pledged on patreon i appreciate you thank you so much i know i owe some of you guys a nine recipe a download bear with me please i'm so sorry but i don't have that together at this moment um also, um, what else? Oh, I wanted to float this out to you guys. So uh, Rich and I are going through a, a beautiful evolution and our brands are sort of moving in autonomous directions. Uh, We're going to be collaborating with each other on many, many things, but we are also moving into our own individual expressions. And I am going to be doing a my first solo retreat in Ireland It is at an amazing location. It's a a gorgeous manor in Cork, and it's going to be a week of transformation, Monday to Monday. The dates are July uh, 24th to the 31st. It's going to be yoga, meditation, music, creativity, uh, plant-based cheese recipes, and preparation. Please, um, if that interests you, please email me. It's, uh, it's going to be an amazing event and I don't have it up on the site yet. I may have it on my site though. srimati.com. I might anyway, send it, send me an inquiry. If you're interested, I'll forward it to Mel, uh, my producer and, uh, we look forward to seeing you in Ireland for an amazing week of spiritual transformation. So, uh, I will be in Australia. I plan on doing a healing technique that will go up next Thursday. If I don't get it up, then you guys can listen to past episodes until I return on the 19th of March. Um, I have to live um, in a balanced way, in an Ayurvedic way, and just managing a lot of details, getting out of town. So anyway, thanks for your patience. Thanks for listening And uh, as I said before, even if no one else believes in you, please know that I believe in you to find your way home into living your best, most authentic expression and life. How could it be otherwise? Because you are a divine emanation of God. So there's no other option but that you are beautiful and loved and celebrated and supported. So until next time, you guys, have a beautiful week. I'll be in Australia. Um, You can follow me on Instagram and I'll share some of my experience there. It's at Srimati. Have a beautiful week. Love and namaste.